Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Hello, hello everyone. This is Suzanne Knab and you call from Police Science Doctor and happy post Christmas. It's the 26th of December. This week's police science snippets, as every week, is three bits of information I have extracted from academic research articles in the fields of police science, criminology, investigative psychology, forensic psychology, intelligence, all that good stuff. And I try to find three bits every week that I think are actually actionable and practical in some way. A lot of research is very abstract or very niche or about methodology and can't actually be put into practice by practitioners. Um, so I try to find those bits that I think can be put into practice. I talk about them on this live stream every week, every Tuesday, and also I send them out straight into your inbox every Tuesday with the link to the original research article. So you can follow up if you're interested. If you want to get those emails, just subscribe to the free Police Science Doctor email list. Just Google Police Science, go to policesciencedoctor.com and enter your details into the form that pops up. Or if it doesn't pop up because of your browser setting, then just scroll to the bottom of every page and you'll find the form there. So what we're covering today is, the first one is about citations versus arrests. Now this is an American term, a citation. We don't use that here uh, in the UK, this term. So I'm not 100% sure what it means, but it's, it's an alternative to, to charging someone and dragging them to court. So I don't think it's quite the same as caution here. But um, yeah, so to, to all you American folk, um, probably Canadian folk as well, I'm sure this will make sense. So while citations are not used frequently, they're discretionary, so the police officer can decide whether they're appropriate or not. Um, but they are associated with lower rates of both detention and jail sentences. These findings are evidence of a custodial inertia where defendants who begin their cases in jail are progressively more likely to be there during and after case processing. This points to a potential role for citations in lieu or instead of arrest as a tool to help reduce jail overcrowding. So what um, please, if you know what a citation is exactly, please put it into the comments for everyone else who's not quite familiar with the term. When I tried to look it up, it said something about appearing at a certain place and time when requested. So, but it seems to be some kind of kind of alternative to arrest. And if you can keep someone away from the court, if you can keep someone away from jail, they actually reoffend less. Um, the second one is about white jurors and victim ethnicity. A study found that showing photographs of white victims pre or post-mortem, so pre before the crime and after um, they were killed, to white mock jurors resulted in more guilty verdicts compared to not showing those photographs. However, this effect was not observed in the same way for black or Latina victims. So this effect was observed in white jurors in relation to white victims. Obviously, it makes you think about... Um, how the ethnicity of the victim should be related to the ethnicity of the jurors, the other way around, rather. Um, the last snippet for this week is about accountability and prison misconduct. There is an inverse relationship between religious involvement and misconduct among prisoners. So the more, the, the more, 
the religious people are less likely to um, commit misconduct. Religious involvement is related to accountability to a higher power and other humans. It is associated with empathy and reduces impulsivity and anger. Accountability as forward-looking active responsibility may play an important role in the restorative re rehabilitation of prisoners. This does not mean we should try and manipulate prisoners into believing in some kind of religion, um, but giving them some kind of accountability and goal, um, and they're talking about forward-looking um, as some kind of forward-looking responsibility um, does help in the rehabilitative process. So that's something that obviously we should be looking into. I hope that there was something of use to you in these snippets. Again, you guys have so many different professions. I can't, um, obviously, I, I will never guarantee that snippets any at any one particular week will be relevant to your um, particular role. However, if you are on the email list, you also have access to the read page on the website on which you will find all the previous snippets, all 159 of them um, as PDFs. So you can download them, scroll through and see what actually is relevant to your particular role. And um, I hope that you will find something there. And that was it for this week. So thank you very much for watching and I'll see you next week. Same time, same place. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts.